One thing that kind of scares me about the human condition is how over time you just take everything for granted. You get into your routine, you get into the rut. Everything that used to excite you, uh, if you do it over and over, you just take it for granted. Everything that's good about your life, you just take it for granted. We are on this hedonistic treadmill that if we stop being conscious about it, stop making a an honest effort to ground yourself to the reality, we're always, we always want more. We're always, always see the bad and stuff. And we forget about our intentions, about the reason why we do what we do and not something else and not the other way around. And that's something I wanted to discuss with you, Michael, today on the podcast. Okay. So a lot of companies have this mission statement, you know, this bullshit corporate, you know, like let's let's say we live in an alternate reality and Nosby is a big public corporation. We'd probably have a corporate mission for unlocking synergies to leverage individual productivity and create it and create added value for stakeholders. No. Whatever that means. that. No. No one wants that. No. That motivates no one. No one cares. No one, no one sees it and, and thinks anything about it. This sucks. But, but still, a company like ours, where we do stuff with our minds, where we create stuff, where we don't just make the most generic business you can think of, it is still an organism. Like it's more than collection of people that um, exchange labor for money. Like sure, we we do that. We exchange labor for money. Uh, but still, th- there is something um, that pulls us together uh, to continue working together and and push us in a common goal. And I think. I was thinking about that recently because I, like everybody, uh, every now and then I fell into this trap of sort of getting used to things and taking things for granted. And I, I forgot a, a little bit about one of the the things that excites me about the, the work that um, we're doing at Nosby. Like I, I, I ver- like th- th- there are things about the, the, the job that I like. I, I like the creativity aspect, the the autonomy, the the open office, but but or huh, why why did I say open office? The I'm sorry. This is, the home office. Yeah. The the remote work. But uh I also like that I really feel like uh I'm working on something that that matters, that has real value. And I hope that most of us in the company feel this way a little bit. And I, I wanted, I wanted to, to sort of as self therapy, uh, but also to explain. I think what I think are our motivations for the reasons why we do what we do, and not just you know, nah, uh, get bored with it and move on to some other business and some other job. And I think 
the the core of it is that the way people work, the standard way of doing work just doesn't work. It's 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 bullshit. Uh I I think I really think most of the I don't want to use the the phrase the potential because that, that I don't want to avoid this this uh corporate mission statement uh filter that that people have uh because I I I really I really feel strongly about this but I I I see this observing people observing friends observing myself sometimes that most of our capabilities uh in terms of what we can achieve most of our potential for creative work, for being productive, for doing good stuff is locked away. It's just, it's inaccessible. We talked about this a few times on the podcast, how we keep thinking about this, keep improving this, keep talking about productivity. And the reason why is because we measured it. Like we measured how much actual productive work, even us, the the self-proclaimed experts on productivity have. And it's less than we'd like. It's just so, so hard to actually direct your energies in a way that uh, that is productive. And I think the reason why it matters is because it's soul-crushing. It's just, it, it's horrible when you sit through eight hours of BS every day just to survive. Like, yeah, it, it's it's sort of... A privileged thing to say that you know we work not just uh, for sustenance but also to enjoy the work. But when you when you have a job where you're doing some sort of work with your mind, and during those eight hours you have to deal with tall BS, your time is wasted on meetings, you're interrupted every second. You can't focus on doing good work. Uh, people. Uh, do a lot of unnecessary work or duplicate work because they miscommunicate. This is this is soul crushing. Not to mention how horrible it is that you don't have any private space at work because you you work in an open space. Uh, not to mention if you have to commute to work every day and you waste an hour or two hours every day having to get to and from work. And and there's many reasons for why this is so hard, and some of them are very difficult. Uh, but some of them, I, I I believe we can help with, and we do help with, and have even grander ideas for helping with, because much of this has to do with bad tools, bad processes, and bad communication. And we've studied this problem for 10 years. Like, this is what we do. Like, we make tools, but we're a productivity company. We study productivity. We measure ourselves. We study how how we do things and how to get rid of so much BS that we we have, that we do, so many inefficiencies in communication uh, and all that stuff. And we can provide better tools. This is software. And through the design of that software, we can inform and and sort of guide people to communicate in a healthier, more productive way in companies and tweak the processes uh, a little bit. And then the rest we can teach through blogging and books and this podcast. And I, I really, I really hope that 
some of our more grand ambitions for for doing this this work this this good work uh, will pan out uh, st- like we still already have you know uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of users that presumably do better work and more productive work because they pay us so apparently it's worthwhile for them but uh, there's that and there's still a big chasm between what we see as the uh, the 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 best standard for doing productive work and organizing people in uh, organizations and what we see in companies today and I hope that this is why we do what we do and yeah does that make sense well it was I think the longest intro we had to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned several things and I I I want to go through each of them one by one absolutely so so first of all one thing is that when people work the way they wait the way they work uh, either like we work and we advocate the way we work like remote working and all the stuff that you mentioned or people uh, work in an open office in an uh, in, a, in a big you know glass office in the center of a city people take things for granted and I think this part is really important so first of all the way we do what we do we try to uh, we try to show and demonstrate and prove to the other you know to the other camp that things can be done better things can be done in a different way that it doesn't have to be like this you know it's almost like this um, title of this new book by Basecamp uh, it doesn't have to be crazy at work it's a very nice title so um, so one of the reasons as you mentioned why we do what we do is we want to show that there is another way that's one thing because people think uh, and it's, it's especially it, it's it's very striking for me when I'm in a big city like when I was right now in Warsaw for example and when I see these herds of people moving from one place to another and all this stuff and I'm like don't they know that there is a different way and probably they don't or probably they think that this is the best way or that, that this is what people do and that's it so I think this is you know this is one of the first things we have to tackle so as you mentioned through our software through the podcast through the way we work we want to show and and we want to have more influence like bigger influence right like yeah. we like we have half a million registered users in nosby but we know that it's it's you know there there are so many more people there is like or it's not even that that different standards different way of work should be advertised should be shown to people even if that if, if it wouldn't be nosby if it wouldn't be through us but like i hope that by doing what we're doing we are contributing to just changing the status quo changing the way work is perceived or doing things is perceived i think that's an excellent point uh that we have our system and the reason why i say system is because Many of the things that we do and we advocate for are interconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is difficult to do remote work when you don't first or don't also 
change your mindset about the way you communicate. If you don't switch to asynchronous communication, it's going to be difficult to do remote work. So a lot of the tools we use and the, the processes and the habits that we advocate for and we've developed uh, in ourselves and at Nosby, they're interlinked. And that might not work for everybody or not all of it. And maybe if you pull one of the items, the rest of them won't fit fully. That's fine. Different companies also have different sort of base requirements is also fine but i feel like like there, there there are many books and and i don't know paper magazines for for corporate managers and 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 stuff like that and and they're they're just they're just scratching the surface on top of the status quo but there isn't the mindset in people in general that the way we work doesn't work and that what we're used to, which is office plus emails plus meetings, essentially, and very synchronous uh, head-to-head working together, is not the only way. Like, what we're describing is one system and one set of ideas that we've developed and tried to perfect, but to get there, we still have, we, we first have to challenge people to, to think about this stuff, to, to, to question it, and wake up. If, 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 they, if they come to different conclusions, that's fine. But people don't even think about it. People don't even question that there are very different ways, that this is all just tools. And just the way everybody does this way, it's just, it's just an accent of history. And now there's a plethora of options. Yeah, and what, what really pains me to when I'm whenever I'm in, in these such conversations with people uh, about you know how we work and how we get stuff done, uh, the fact that they always say, "Yeah, that's good that you work it, it works for you," but it wouldn't work for us because it doesn't you know work in the real companies in the, in a real environment with real problems. <laughs> like I hate this because we are a real company. We exist. We don't. We have an address. Nobody goes there, but we have an address. Um, <laughs> but but just like so, what is a company? Like you know, right? So it's 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 strange that people are not thinking about this stuff, and and that's why like we are trying to to shake things up and and to really make them realize that they should be considering alternatives. The good thing is that um, some articles or some of our things do go through a little bit but i think when they go through they they are still perceived like a unicorn and not like a you know a way that can be that, that things can work yeah and i hope we can we can do at least a little bit to to try to change that because just thinking about this is is quite depressing and then motivating because you're like man screw this like what let's let's try to change that uh because like yeah you you first uh, you know like you and i get get used to this like what we do and you you just see the problems that are still there because you know we we have our own problems everyone has problems but you'll forget about this this whole mountain of things we have figured out and we're doing very, very well. And then I remembered this and looked at this and I was depressed that, man, 
why don't all people have this? <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a it's a good question. The the cool thing about our work is that, as you mentioned, we not only do it through this podcast, through writing some articles, through me appearing in you know breakfast TV, <laughs> but also link in the show notes if you speak Polish. Exactly. So, but the cool thing is that we ask ourselves we we ask this, these questions when we design our software. Yeah. And this is what I really love about our work is that it's not like when we design uh, Nosby, it's not only about the UX, UI, whatever, like the latest trends of how, what was the new, new color of the buttons and things like that. No, we also think how this software should be designed so that it encourages good habits, so that it encourages change in behavior. And 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 this is this this is the this is really a problem. How to change behavior? And uh, Radek, whenever, I, I, as you know, part of my job right now is to talk to as many business customers as possible. So whenever a new customer, a business customer signs up for Nosby Business, um, at some point they will be encouraged to talk to me, to have a, like a conversation with the CEO. And when I have these conversations, what I love hearing and because because usually these conversations happen like after a month, two or three, once they've used Nosby. And the cool part is when they succeed and they explain to me what kind of shift, what kind of change happened in the company, you know, how they they changed, how they uh, um, took on new be- new new behavior, new 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 habits, how it was hard because people were reluctant at first, but then they changed and now they 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 can't imagine not putting things in Nosby in the projects or not like you know the, it's it's so cool to listen to these stories and and to see that yes you've affected a company you've affected a group of people and now they will not work as they used to they they will work differently and they they they're they're like this conversation with me is like you know the guy is saying you know or the girl is saying you know we'll work better thanks to your software we work better as a team thanks to this so this is again why I do what I do because this is so much fun seeing that people can change habits can change but it's really hard to do it and but once you've succeeded it's great yeah and affecting change is an extremely difficult thing to do people in general don't like change very much. Sometimes they do. Most of the time, they don't. They sometimes people, when when they're jolted into action, everybody does want to change, but before they are jolted, they they want they don't want to be bothered. So it's very difficult. And 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 so I think it's interesting what we do. And you know, I. I you know, uh, you and I, Michael, we know a lot more than uh, the listener of the podcast about uh, our our plans for uh, this for for next year uh, and how many things that will uncover in terms of uh, executing on this this uh, this vision and and this goal of making people work better. And uh, hopefully, through making people work better and more efficiently, and wasting less time, uh, make their their work and their life a little bit more 
uh, a little bit better. Um, but it it's super hard. We we do the blog, the book, and the podcast, uh, and that's teaching, and that that has the potential to affect greater change. In that, when the change is big enough, like you 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 need to be compelled, you need to be convinced uh, that that something is right, that something is better, and that's very difficult uh, to do. The problem with that is that it doesn't scale very much. And then what you said about the design, that's that's very important and and uh but also very tricky. Uh it's much more scalable because it's sort of for free. You you figure something out once and then not thousands of people listening to this podcast, but you know, hundreds of thousands of, of users experience it. But on the other hand, uh like it, it really design designing software with this idea in mind. It's very different from most kinds of um, app design where you just think about uh, how to design something so that the user immediately understands how to do something. So that it's the easiest thing possible. And that's very important, of course, but that's that's not the only thing for us. Another way of designing is uh, how to maximize uh, revenue or eyeballs, or attention, how to make someone spend as much time as possible. And you do, do these little tricks, and this, there's this whole, uh, this whole world of design and A-B testing uh, focused around that. But, but, but this, you know, how to design something to make people's habits better is uh, something that I wish more people, more uh, companies, more designers talked about. Um, though... It's hard because um, most of the people sharing their design insight uh, work at startups that usually focus on the eyeballs, attention, revenue thing. Um, but this is tricky, right? Like how to make people, how to push people into a habit that we know will benefit them without putting a wall in front of them so that they have to understand something, so that we don't have to force them to change so that they don't feel oppressed and uh, feel like, man, this this app is hard. It's BS. I'm going to find something else. So that uh, they don't even notice that we're, we're pushing them just slightly towards something better. That's it, a very difficult balance to to find. Yeah, you, what, what you mentioned, again, uh, is, is very important. We are striving for a different kind of engagement like you mm. know this and, and 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 this is the thing people engage with our application when they get their stuff done not yeah. you know so so we have to design it still we have to design it with some metrics you know that the people add tasks people add projects people add comments so and we make we try to make it as easy as possible uh, so we we have we share this with other app developers but we are not maximizing that it, time that you have to spend in Nosby. We yeah. are maximizing time that you have to spend with your stuff that you have to do and market as done in Nosby. So so that's that's a co- completely different mindset and it's a completely different um, way of thinking. Uh, and and it's really hard, but as you, but something that that is really close to my heart here is that is this fact that really I can't see myself working for a company that is maximizing for the other thing. 
I can't see myself working in a company that is producing tobacco or things like that, you know, and saying, <laughs> yeah, people smoke, whatever. <laughs> so, so no, uh, for me, and of course, it's a, I'm, I'm not speaking from a privileged position. I'm, I'm happy that what we are building is something that helps people achieve their stuff. You know, it's that it's 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 completely different thing, and not we're building something that helps people achieve Nosby. No, <laughs> people achieve their stuff through our app. So our app is is this this tool is this you know hammer that they use, but it's not um, the goal, and uh, it's tricky to, to design a hammer like that. Yeah, uh, two thoughts about this. Uh, first of all, like yeah, it is a very privileged position. Uh, to think this way but i feel like not enough people in privileged positions you know people um software developers for example who who have the ability to choose where they work what they work on they don't use this privilege that they have to to do something that that actually benefits the world like i don't i don't want to get overly idealistic uh about this we make the best to do up the best project management app we can and share what we know about this. But still, it's a project management app. It's a really good one. And like, we feel very strongly about this. Like, uh, what I mean is, I, I don't want to make this sound as if we live in, in this bubble and think that we're the greatest, like the only great thing in, in the world. Uh, but still, what we do does matter. Like if hundreds of, of thousands of people use this, uh, to work, then it does matter. It does have an impact. Uh, we might not change the world, and that's fine. But that's not the point. The point is that you know, engaging in society, we we put a little brick, and either it's uh, constructive and we uh, work to make something better, or we work to make something not necessarily better. You know, work to make something that keeps people's eyes glued to, um, you know, compulsive behaviors and scrolling through feeds and uh, so that they spend as much time watching at ads. Like, why, why would you do that if you have, if you're privileged enough to be able to work on something that has a definite positive uh, impact on the world, even if it's, you know, uh, at relatively small scale uh, the other thing about um about design that that's that's really tricky is that we have to rely a lot on our experience and intuition when designing because it's very difficult to choose the right metrics for it because we we don't we want people to be as productive as they can be uh, we want people to communicate as good as they can and it's it's difficult to to translate that into easy metrics, into easy numbers, because we don't want people to spend as much time in Nosby as possible. If they spend a lot of time moving around their tasks, we failed, right? If they make a ton of tasks and that's all they do, and it's not a tool that they spend three seconds on to make their life better, but they start organizing and managing and creating you know, stuff that then they have to give up and clean up. Like, again, we failed, right? It, it's difficult to choose a good metric. Um, and that's a 
that's a big struggle yeah <laughs> it's like i've been thanks to your recommendation i've been recently watching again the episodes of silicon valley show <laughs> and these 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 guys like they keep repeating we want to make the world a better place but but you are completely right so many people choose not to make a world a better place they just say they do but they they, they really don't and and uh, in 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 our case we chose this and we we're happy when we see that this impact what i also like about what we what we do is we try to affect change we try to uh, by design by what we do what we do but also we are not afraid to change as well we are not afraid mm-hmm. to take imp- uh, feedback as well and this is something i've uh, i always uh, it comes to me very strongly whenever we do um, a reunion and then we we have we have some thoughts about it and we um, uh, we uh, whenever we do a lessons learned like thing uh, um, either by just chatting chatting together or by chatting in a group a smaller group a bigger group whatever but and 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 this is something that i think and we see it also in our team that we have to learn to take even more to really to be able to also change ourselves you know, because once one thing is that we are convinced we've got this good stuff going on and we are, you know, working on, on it and designing it and then pushing forward. But another thing is to see that things can still improve and can still be changed and can still be, you know, and we should be able to to not not to be s- solid in our ways, but but be able to change and uh, be able to take something uh um, and accept that we have failed somewhere that not failed but you know but we haven't done something correctly and and correct the course and and improve the course and uh, you know be conscious about it so so i love that i love that when i come to work it's not gonna always be michael you're great <laughs> yeah. very often it's gonna be michael yeah it was nice but look at this and this no <laughs> but no but no so I, it's it's also why I love this work, because I know that I'm gonna get some feedback, and I will have to be out of my comfort zone. I will have to be be accepting I just made something wrong, and 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 you know getting conclusions from that. Yeah. So I have a a short list. Um, I'm sure I forgot half of the the important parts that that we figured out and we discussed on the show. But I have a short list of um, sort of values or, or important things that. Uh, people at large have not yet accepted in uh, their work lives and we think are very important to improving the way we work and making ourselves more productive. First of all, offices are way overrated and open offices in particular suck. Uh, And remote work is pretty great. Okay, sure, not not for everybody. Uh, I accept that, that's fine. But it's barely accepted at, at all. And usually when it is done, it's like, you know, one person at the company can uh, can work from home one day a week and still have, has to attend all the meetings just uh, on the internet. That's, no, that's, that's not how it's done. And just the amount of uh, sort of liberty you get that to be able to live wherever you want, uh, to schedule your your day, your life, the way you want, uh, for um, to for em- employers to be able to hire people from uh, anyone, to not have to uh, waste time every day commuting. 
that's pretty great. And it's not something that has yet been accepted uh, in general. Second of all, um, asynchronous communication matters and should be the base of communication in the company. We This is the, a whole big concept and we discussed this on the show, so we'll just put the links in the show notes. Uh, but when you tap someone on the shoulder and ask them questions whenever you have a question, when you have to be in the same place at the same time to do some work, it's very inefficient, very unproductive. It's much better to mostly communicate asynchronously, put something out there so that someone else can uh, respond and pick up where you left off on their own time. It's very important and rarely done. Meetings suck and uh, you should strive to have as few of them as possible. Uh, Email sucks. And in general, we need good tools and good ways of organizing stuff to deal with just the immensity of information that modern work requires. When the way you communicate between each other is either for meetings in person or for email, uh, there's there's too much information uh, going on, too much information that we deal with for those tools to work efficiently. We need better tools. Uh, There's just too much stuff that's going on in our work lives. Uh, Next up, long stretches of focused, uninterrupted, deep work is extremely important. That's like the base of everything. Um, A lot of companies focus very much on collaboration and I don't know, uh, maybe there's a historic reason for that, but that feels very strange to me. Like, of course, you'll collaborate with other people, but that's that's not the base. You collaborate to uh, to get feedback. You don't collaborate all the time. You need long stretches of deep focus, uninterrupted work to be able to do your best work because it takes time to get deep and be able to do your best work. And when you have meetings all the time, when you have an open office, when you communicate synchronously by tapping each other on the shoulder, you can have long stretches of focused work. Uh, Next up, candor. For a healthy, efficient organization, you have to be able to become a freaking adult and give each other uh, pure, unadulterated, unfiltered feedback. Uh, People in work situations still have this um, this feeling that they have to hold back, that they can't say uh, fully what they think to their coworkers and certainly not to their boss because they will uh, get mad or they will feel uh, that their feelings are hurt. And they're just, they're just toxic. Uh, you can't improve when you can't talk about things that suck. And when you have to go through long, painful process for everybody to be fed up with something that's very deeply broken for something to change because you can't come up to your boss and say, hey, you know what, this is su- this sucks, we should change that, then uh, it's hard to get very far. And the smaller problems will never get fixed. Uh, and last but not least, uh, self-reflection and, and just this constant iteration of both the whole company and groups and every member of the company to tweak and improve their part of work. When you have to be told top-down that something has to change, then the whole ship is difficult to change and steer because only big problems over a long time get fixed. And 
when you're a worker and you have your area, you're the person with the most expertise on the, the thing you're working on, the thing you're building, the process you're dealing with. You are the best person to realize that there's a better way to do something. And we still focus in general in companies on this very top-down approach that uh, things have to be mandated and standardized. And sure, I get it. When you have a, a giant co corporation with 50,000 people, and that's different, but uh, and it, it can become very difficult to... Uh, to get anywhere without some sort of top-down command, but most companies are small companies and they still try to pretend that they're big corporations and that just sucks. That's, that doesn't work very well. That's it. Okay, I have a few comments. I think you made really good points and I want to comment on each of these uh, just to add a little bit more. So what you said about commuting and telecommuting or telework, remote work, um, Whenever people ask me about it, you know, who is good for remote work? Who can do remote work? I'm like, so many people. Just think about it. You're, tr you're stuck in traffic, traveling to a place to sit in front of a computer. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> really? You can sit in front of a computer in a different place. There is no one right place to be sitting in front of a computer. And this, this day and age, most of the people work with their minds using a computer whether it's a you know desktop laptop ipad whatever second what you mentioned about feedback thorough especially asynchronous work thorough feedback is not standard people are not used to giving thorough feedback what they're used to doing is like uh, i don't like it like you know just glancing at things and this is really bad this creates a really bad culture like when I've like, when I've created something, I want to show this to you, and I'm asking you to take a good look at it, and not just tell me ah, your hunch or your you know first impression. I don't want your first impressions. I've just spent hours on this. Please give me good feedback. Please let me know what you like and what you don't, don't like. And this culture is not is almost non-existent in normal com in normal companies. So so this is really really um, uh, hard. Meetings. It's not that meetings suck, but well, it, that as well. But also that meetings, are, uh, the people are not prepared when they have a meeting, so there is no agenda, nothing like that. And second thing, people don't get it that meetings should be optional. Every meeting should be optional, even if it's like the standard meeting you do every week. If you don't need it, drop it. Like things, the meetings should be optional. And, and we know, know this, we have regular meetings, um, every week. Uh, I have me every, I have a meeting uh, on Monday or on Tuesday and on Wednesday, all of them are optional and all of them vary in length, depending on the agenda, but there has to be an agenda and then, and then there has to be a reason for us to meet. Um, also what you said about, uh, uh, criticizing about giving feedback is also, um, and, and, and not giving enough honest feedback is the fact that um, people are not still not used to criticizing ideas they're, they're, because they are afraid that if you criticize an idea, you criticize the person. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking about this the other day with my daughters uh, because my, one of my daughters said, she is stupid uh, to, to, uh, about a girl. And I, and I said, no, she is not stupid. No person is. She just made a stupid thing. 
but she's not stupid. And it's a different thing. You know, it's a different approach. Like, you have to criticize what she did and not who she is. Because it's not you, you to be judging who, uh, who this person is. But you can say that you, th- you believe that what she just did is not correct, is not good. So people, uh, people just take too much ownership, too much ego into what they've done. You know, okay, you've spent lots of time doing this, but is it really good? Let's, let's, let's focus on, on, the, on the purpose it, you know, it brings. Let's criticize this, not you. You're a great person. You've built it. But let's see how, how 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 good it is, and let's let's together let's decide if it's good or not. So people are not used to this this kind of thinking, and it's really hard. And and, and you you just mentioned to, to me when we were discussing um, uh, things about our reunion that even our company people are still holding back. You know, you have to really like like you know pull their tongues to really ask them to speak up, and it's it's heartbreaking because yeah. we want to make sure that. People give us good feedback because if they don't, we will not advance. We will not move forward. So it's really, really uh, important. Yeah, this is this is one part uh, even we still struggle with, uh, and sort of realized again recently that hey, we we thought we are better at this. Um, we we sort of you know y- you and I internalize this deeply, but but not everybody. It, it's just it's just so deeply ingrained uh, in our culture and in our very primal instincts not to um, disrupt the peace in the group and not to offend someone who has a higher status, uh, that, that we it's very difficult to institute a culture that gets past this. But um, every time we get closer to our ideal and over time we do get better and better and better at this, it just... Uh, we can achieve more because we, we actually take advantage of people's uh, expertise and intuition to do better work uh, because we don't just lose, you know, f- uh, two thirds of or, or, or more of what people think just because they they won't say it. Uh, and that that's very soul crushing when that happens. Yeah, I, I, I see that, you know, um... Also, uh, as, I, as I mentioned to you several times, I'm, I'm involved with the parents' association at the school. And, mm. and over there, you can see it so clearly. Like People don't want to speak up when something is not correct or wrong because they don't want to offend somebody. And, and I always repeat, and on every meeting we have there, I, I, I keep repeating, guys, I'm sorry, I didn't come here to make friends. I have enough friends already. I came here to, get, to make things, to get stuff done. And let's focus on these things that we want to get done, and not on if on if on the fact that it might offend somebody or somebody might not like it. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's ah, it's 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 heartbreaking. And what you mentioned also um, that people don't take time to stop, to breathe in, to reflect. Uh, we don't have enough feedback loops again because we are no we are not used to feedback <laughs> but we um are to responding to feedback that's why we don't have the feedback loops built in in many places and 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 this is so important i mean we know this like we are trying to build up a feedback loop in everything because when you look at nature <laughs> the feedback loop feedback loops are built in so many places you know <laughs> and and we as humans try to get rid of them because you know because of the feelings because of the change because of all these things and and 
it's crucial. It's crucial to that we take our time. That we that's, that's why we do Fridays. We do TGIF because we want to have this margin, this time to stop, do our review, think again, uh, get some conclusions, and move forward faster and better. And that concludes our uh, self-healing, self-therapy session of the podcast. Uh, we. We might not um, be on our path to curing cancer, but uh, yeah, if if we can uh, actually make a meaningful change in the hundreds of thousands of customers, so that their work is is better, so they don't waste time, so that the culture and companies, uh, well, maybe a fewer number than hundreds of thousands, but but still, in if companies change a little bit and and. Uh, if if thousands of comp- of companies adopt even one of those ideas that would be a very big achievement uh for us and uh yeah i i think that that's important if if you are privileged enough to be able to uh to do work that that you believe that that matters that's uh more than just cranking out widgets then then yeah having a a good reason to do what you do that feels pretty good. That that feels motivating to uh, keep on that that goal. Here's to making work that really really matters. <laughs> <laughs>